Riots outside of Minneapolis. You've got Antifa in Portland. And then, of course, you've got rioting going on in other places. Because of the death of Duante Wright. However, in order to go over this story, we have to hit all the parts of the story, recognize all the problems within, and that it is a complete and total horror show. And regardless of that horror show, no riot should be allowed. They should be met with force. So first, let's, let's do our best to do away with some of the, the mythology in, in this police shooting. Now, we're actually going to talk to John Justice, who's a radio host out in Minneapolis. He's been following the scene, of course. We're going to get into it with him in a little bit. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's a pleasure to be with you guys on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Let's go through the basics. Duante Wright, or is it Duante? I I don't want to pronounce it incorrectly. Let's say Duante. He was driving. He gets pulled over by the police, expired tags. Both the ACLU and the Daily Mail said it was because he had an air freshener hanging from his rearview mirror, which according to some sources is not allowed either in that city or in the state. You can't have something hanging from your rearview mirror. No, it was the expired tags. That's where the reporting is. When they run him, they find out there's a warrant. Right? A gun charge. This is the reporting that we have right now. This is what we know about the story. As has been reported, he was wanted for this weapons charge, and he skipped a court date. Now, that information could change, certainly, right? It's like the minute this happened, all you saw were the pictures of Duante Wright uh, next to a little baby and smiling. Uh, they didn't show you the photos of him with a firearm. They didn't show you the photos of him uh, showing off cash everywhere. They, 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 they didn't. This guy has a story. This guy has a history. He gets pulled over for the expired tag like you would get pulled over for the expired tag. They run him. They see the weapons charge. Right? They go to arrest him. There are a couple officers there. They go to arrest him. The officer who's trying to cuff him isn't able to get the cuffs on. Isn't able to get the cuffs on. Right? The next thing you know, he is resisting arrest. He's jumping back in the car. Duante Wright actively, proactively resisted arrest from an officer. Warrants on him. Another officer, a woman, goes to tase him. Except she doesn't tase him. She shoots him. She thought she was grabbing for her taser. She grabs her firearm. One shot. The suspect drives off. She, on the scene, says, holy blank, I shot him. Because she just realized she made the worst mistake in the world. She wanted to tase him. 
This is a cop who's been on the force since she's 22. She's 48 now. She was actually training another police officer, a rookie. She grabbed her gun instead of a taser. Then he clearly dies and hits another vehicle. Uh, that person who he hit uh, was, was okay. That led to now two nights of rioting. And it doesn't matter if there are activists who want to say, oh, it wasn't a riot. And when the police chief is making a statement, right? His name, it's police chief Gannon. And he's like, uh, uh, I saw these riots and people are pushing back. He's like, no, it's a riot. It is what it is, what it is. It's a riot because it's a riot because it's a riot. And it, you, you, can't, you can't sell it any other way. Right? This is what happened. Two nights of rioting. Uh, you have a series of, of businesses that have been uh, uh, affected. Things uh, looted and, and, and stolen, all of it. It's outrageous what has happened because uh, of this event. Outrageous. Just so everybody's clear, I was front and, front and center at the protest, at the at the riot. Um, we did not. There was. Of course it was a riot. Anybody who wants to say it wasn't a riot is crazy. Now, I've set the scene for you, and I am clear in saying this is out of control. This is an outrageous story because everything in it is awful. Everything in it is awful. There is something for everybody to hate and something for everybody to pick a side on. A cop grabs her gun instead of a taser? I don't know how you make that mistake. I have no idea how you made that mistake. I don't, know, I don't even know if it's possible. I mean, law enforcement's going to tell me. Well, Tony, the adrenaline's going and the blood's pumping? No. That you can't say to me. Not with a straight face. Of course the blood is pumping. Of course the adrenaline is going. That's what you're trained for. Because anybody could be a schmuck when the adrenaline is pumping and the blood's flowing. The cop is the person who's able to handle the situation. So don't tell me about adrenaline. Not interested in that story. And just because someone's resisting arrest, the police should do what? Just let them go? Not a chance. If you're resisting arrest, you should expect bad things to happen to you. Let's say this again. Resisting arrest is a crime. You've got a warrant out and you had the tags and the tags got you pulled over. I agree, you shouldn't be arrested for the the tags. You had a warrant out, you're going to get arrested. Why is this a shock to anyone anywhere at any time? Yes, I put forth that if he had not resisted arrest, Duante Wright would be alive today. Still doesn't change the fact that this cop is going to lose her job, is going to get sued into oblivion, and yeah.
because this is a mistake that we as a society should not accept. I don't know if I want her to spend the rest of her life in jail. It is very clear, at least from the first, that none of this was purposeful. But you're not going to be able to keep your job, I think, is pretty much the way it goes. And she's got a long history of being a good cop, at least at the first bit of reporting. There's something in this story for everyone, and what we should take away from it is, holy crap, is this awful. Two mistakes got made, and two mistakes killed a person. I mean, that's what happened. It's not, it's not deniable. Two mistakes killed a person. But what comes next? The immediate screaming of racism and, of course, the rioting. One of the people involved in this story is the city manager. The city manager's name is Kurt Bogany. And Kurt Bogany was very quick to say this officer has due process. And we are going to engage that due process. And he is there. He's the city manager of what's called Brooklyn Center. And he's answering questions, and there's either a reporter or an activist who's given him the business because he won't give the name of the cop right away. That that name is is out now. But he wouldn't give the name of the cop right there. Well, let me say this, and I, I will let the, the chief address that particular question as well. But I will tell you this. Um, we have every intent to release that information as quickly as possible. And and I would and I, I just leave it at that. We we don't have there's no reason or desire uh, to withhold that information any longer than it's absolutely necessary. So can you instruct the chief to release her name? I won't do that at this moment, at this place. Why? It would be inappropriate. That's not inappropriate. What was inappropriate was killing Dante Wright under those circumstances. So you are working harder to protect a killer cop than a victim of police murder. That's despicable. It, It doesn't matter if you like it. As a matter of fact, the fact that you don't like the, the idea that we want to ensure due process is everything that's wrong with you, lady, ma'am, young woman. I don't know what's the expression I'm supposed to use. The very second you don't believe in due process, the nation is over. Up, oh, we, we declared you guilty. Who? We, uh, the mob. You might as well just have Monty Python yelling, witch. Do me a favor, producer Ari. Just grab that audio. How do you know she's a witch? She looks like one. Like, just grab that audio. We just apply that to everything. No due process. So this guy, this city manager, is like, "Uh, well, we're going to make sure there's due process. The mayor of Brooklyn Center, uh, Minnesota, is Mike Elliott who tweeted out, effective immediately, our city manager has been relieved of his duties and the deputy city manager will be assuming his duties moving forward. I will continue to work my hardest to ensure good leadership at all levels of our city government. They fired the guy. They fired the guy for wanting to ensure due process. There is so much to this story. And it isn't anything about the resisting arrest. 
or this is it an accidental shooting or a, a negligent shooting or negligent discharge? I think the officer, uh, uh, the, the the chief said it was an accidental discharge. I'm pretty sure that's the terminology um, he used right here. As I watched the video and listened to the officer's commands, it is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. This appears to me, from what I viewed and the officer's reaction and distress immediately after, that this was an accidental discharge that resulted in the tragic death of Mr. Wright. All right, they called it accidental discharge. I don't know if it would be a negligent discharge, uh, perhaps. Right? You would think that's the story. No. The story is they don't want to, people don't want to process. They want rioting. They want destruction. I'll share with you in a little bit what it is. What it is that people like Representative Rashida Tlaib have had to say about this. Make your head spin. And also uh, radio host John Justice. What is it that he's been experiencing on the ground? How is it the people in Brooklyn Center and Minneapolis are reacting? Because after all, the trial still continues in former, uh, former officer Derek Chauvin in the death of George Floyd right down the road. The horror show isn't just these two awful mistakes that led to the death of a man. It's the reaction from a society that has given up being a society. I'm Tony Katz. Lots of talk about this Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Right? Uh they've they've decided that it needs a pause according to the FDA because six people develop blood clots. Six people out of 7 million and you get a pause. Okay. Okay. I don't quite get it myself. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Uh, But look, people are always going to go with safe uh, than sorry, right? That's that's exactly what they're going to do. I think it's a little bit, um, I think it's a little bit uh, reactionary, right? Johnson & Johnson has certainly... um, uh, you know, re- responded and it said, look, we, th- we think our vaccine is, is totally fine. Right? 6.8 million people, 7 million people have gotten uh, Johnson Johnson. They said, quote, safety and well-being of people who use our products, unquote, remain the top priority. And aware of this, quote, extremely rare disorder involving people with blood clots in combination with low platelets in a small number of individuals who have received our COVID-19 vaccine. They're reviewing things, these cases, they say, with the European health authorities. They made the decision to proactively delay the rollout of our vaccine in Europe. I think that I think that we are kind of desperate to read things into all these things, and we need to uh, take a breath and a beat. We really do need to take a breath and a, and a beat because it, it, it's not the end of the world, and it doesn't mean that the vaccines aren't safe, and it doesn't mean you should be an anti-vaxxer. It, it can mean anything you kind of want it to mean, right? It can mean all the things you want it to mean what 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 you have to do 
what, what you have to do is accept the fact that everyone's just going to take every now and again a little bit of time. And I think part of our job is to be like, okay, you want to take a couple days? Feel free. Remember, they, this was all about AstraZeneca in Europe, and then it was like, yeah, sure, okay, we can use the vaccine. They had the same issues, these, these same types of, uh, of issues. I think it was brain, uh, clots in the brain uh, there with three people. And they said, oh, let's hold up on AstraZeneca. I think they're using it now. Right? I, 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 I think that's what they're doing. So when, when, when we kind of like rush to these places, like, oh, my gosh, the, look what they're doing, or they're trying to create fear. I think people take these stories and then create fear. Wait two days and the vaccine will be back. Or if they find a real problem, it gives them something to fix. I would still argue that six out of seven million, I don't think I, I, I hold up the vaccine. I think I'd feel very, very good about the vaccine and taking it. And that is the one I want to take. Right? That, that one shot and done. Yeah, it's a lower efficacy rate than Pfizer, but I don't want the two shots. I'm good. I'm cool. And it lowers the severity of uh, the virus in terms of its uh, symptoms if you should get it. You know, it's, it's this... Everybody takes some part of the vaccine and goes to goes nuts with it. What I think I think Gutfeld, uh, Greg Gutfeld called it uh, a vaccine virtue signaling. Right? That's that's a good way to put it. It's just madness. And it's not necessary, and you shouldn't let it run your life at all. You should not let it control you in the slightest. You should do what's best for you. And if Johnson & Johnson you think is best for you, wait a few days. If it means you've got to reschedule your vaccine, do that. Or check with your medical professional. Why are you talking to a radio host about this? We you nuts? I got ideas, but I think it's up to you. <laughs> sure as heck shouldn't be up to uh, some crazy people on social media yelling and screaming and doing all that. Not in the slightest. The latest from the ground in Brooklyn Center outside Minneapolis, John Justice, radio host from Minneapolis. He's with us next to discuss. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So it's riots that are taking place in Minneapolis in a place called Brooklyn Center. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. John Justice joins us right now. It is the Justice and Drew show, morning show, there on News Talk AM 1130. He is of the area there in Minneapolis, been following things over the past year as what's been going on and john uh, first things first it was a second night of riots as we see uh the reporting um first give me an idea of what we've seen over the last two nights compared to those first couple nights after the death of george floyd well it certainly isn't nearly as bad as what we saw over those three nights when our uh our failed governor and city leadership let the city burn. Um, I'll be honest, though, Tony, uh, having not been able to go down to that area personally, it is really hard to get a gauge over how bad it is because, uh, you know, unfortunately the media doesn't report on this stuff accurately. You know, we had callers this morning. The media calls it light looting. 
we had callers this morning that went through there and were like, that wasn't light looting. There were buildings that were gutted. You know, I had this description of light looting, I guess, comparatively speaking to what we did or to what happened last summer, it might be light looting, but it's, you know, it's difficult to have an informed, you know, society when you don't have a media that's doing their job and reporting facts. It's just facts that need to be reported, and they won't even go so far as to do that. So it's been incredibly frustrating. So as you are, are taking a look at this, and, and we, we know the basics of the story, uh, Dante Wright uh, gets pulled over. It was an expired tag. There's a warrant out uh, on a gun charge. He resists arrest. The officer in question, a female officer, pulls her firearm instead of a taser, ends up shooting him. So it was two levels of mistakes that led uh, to this man's uh, death. You then get riots and people who want to make this immediately uh, racial. Those are the people we'd consider the usual suspects. What are you hearing from in and around town about how people are viewing this? Exactly how bad is this for uh, Brooklyn Center Police? And is there a case to be made or that people are telling you that this man's family, they've got a real case here? Well, it's interesting because, you know, we went under curfew here in Minnesota last night, and I live 20 miles north of the city, and even the county that I live in went under, went, went, went under curfew. Um, I applaud for once, because I do not support the vast majority of what Governor Tim Walz does, but I applaud the, the fact that they were proactive. Um, it did not get as bad as many of us had expected it was going to get last night in the wake of the details of this shooting. That leads me to believe that rational people understand that this is separate from what we are also experiencing with the Derek Chauvin trial. Um, we did have a circumstance, though, that the city manager who was in charge of hiring and firing of law enforcement he got fired by the mayor of Brooklyn Center by simply saying he wanted to see due process for the 26-year-old female veteran who, um, you know, apparently mistook her revolver for the taser. Um, my, my, my thoughts are that people are looking at this rationally, um, that this was an accident for as tragic as it was. But as you mentioned, Tony, there are those individuals that see justice as going and destroying things and not things playing out in court and due process playing out. Yeah, we, we watch this constantly and, and continually. But of course, there is, as with everything they try to make racial, has anybody discussed anything in this case that makes them think this was racially motivated? As, as we see it from the outsider looking in, it's a man resisting arrest and it's an officer making what I will describe as a horrific mistake that I'm not so sure an officer is allowed to make. I think her career is over. And I think to an extent, rightfully, so but is there anybody out there making me guys this this isn't racial just like we saw in atlanta from law enforcement that people ignored no uh, tony thankfully once and i think it was a good move it was the right move to release the body camera footage when they did um you, you know it may have been too late for that first night but obviously things have to be put in order um but no thankfully it appears that once the body camera footage was released, people saw it with their own eyes, saw that this was an expired tag stop, and the discovery that this was the individual who had a warrant for their arrest. 
I have not heard personally anybody calling into the show or outside of the show adding a racial component to this. And again, I think that was demonstrated in the fact that things did not get as bad as many of us thought they they might have in terms of unrest last night. So as as you're seeing it, you're there, you're witnessing it. Are th- have, have we seen the um have we seen the bulk of of the violence or are we in for a very very long week? Um my expectation is we've seen the bulk of the violence as it relates to to Dante Wright. Um that being said, we have the defense starting to present their case in the Derek Chauvin trial. And what was able, the, the, the operation that we have in place that was able to quell the expected unrest because of Dante Wright, that was in place because of Derek Chauvin. So we already had a mechanism of law enforcement and National Guardsmen in, in ready standing by, thankfully. So I don't have any anticipation of further unrest uh, because of, uh, of Dante Wright. But that being said, once the jury gets handed this case and the judge says that'll probably happen on Monday, um, now you've got a whole other, whole new ballgame. Because that's why we have all of this, all of this uh, law enforcement and National Guard in place already. It's because of that expectation, depending on what the outcome of that trial is. Now, on uh, that trial, talking to John Justice of the Justice and Drew Show, AM 1130, uh, they're in the Twin Cities, uh, TC News Talk, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130. Um, As I have gone over it and looked at it, it should be an easier case for the prosecution than I think it's playing out to be. Uh, I think that, you know, sometimes there's this almost sense of, well, of course we're going to win this thing. We've got the video. It's done. But p- proving things in a court of law is a different, different animal. Is there a take on how things are going for the prosecution and for what charge they really think they might be able to get Derek Chauvin on in the death of George Floyd? Um. You know, I, I, I don't know at this point. I think early on, if you had asked me, I would say that the prosecution had a pretty solid case. But now that they've rested and based off of the amount of cumulative evidence they presented by bringing on many different witnesses arguing the same point over and over again, that that signals to me um, and from what I'm hearing from a lot of experts that the prosecution does not feel very confident that they're going to be able to you know, get him on the second or third degree murder charges. And remember, the defense only has to get one individual to see, uh, you know, reasonable doubt. And that toxicology report and the amount of, of, of uh, deadly fentanyl in his system um, certainly is very compelling evidence to say that, you know, he may have been in danger despite what Derek Chauvin did in those in those nine minutes. We'll certainly know more in the next two days because the defense is only probably going to spend two or three days presenting their case as opposed to the 11 days the prosecution spent. We'll know, I think, by the end of the week um, a better idea on this. John, I know you're up against it. You got a lot going on, a lot of people reaching out. We're going to hit up with you hopefully later this week uh, as some things update themselves. Uh, you can find John Justice, by the way, uh, on the Twitter box at John Justice, J O N J U S T I C E, at John Justice on Twitter. Uh, John, always a pleasure, man. Stay safe, be good. We'll talk to you uh, again real soon. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.
So the Iranians are wicked unhappy with the Israelis, and the Israelis are like, uh, yeah, we, we don't care. <laughs> Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Uh, this has to deal with Natanz. Right? N-A-T-A-N-Z. This has to deal with a nuclear site that, well, had an explosion, and that explosion has basically crippled the ability to carry out any level of nuclear enrichment at the site. The Iranians are angry, and they're th- saying things like, ooh, and the Israelis are saying, what? Well, why, are you, why are you always hating on us? We don't know anything. Meanwhile, Benjamin Netanyahu is toasting with the head of Mossad. No, no, no. That was the reporting. They actually toasted to the destruction of of this uh, facility, which Iran has called an act of nuclear terrorism. And trust me, if anybody knows terrorism, it's the Iranians. Israel's not confirming. They're not denying. They're they're not saying nothing. Was it the Israelis? Most probably. Was it the Israelis? Most probably. Of course it was. Because the Israelis are the ones who are in the crosshairs every single day. And they're going to make sure they get to live to see tomorrow. When dealing with a terrorist regime, that is Iran. The United States is getting back into the Iran nuclear deal. You know what Iran says? Yep, we beat them. Look at that. Victory, everybody. We beat the dirty Americans. We beat the great Satan. That's what they're doing. That's what they say. Only the irrational mind thinks we should have a deal with Iran, by the way. It is a very, very perverted perverted uh, view of, of the world around us. It really is. Iran is the enemy of free and thinking people, just like China is the enemy of free and thinking people. Iran believes in the eradication of an entire nation. Iran sponsors, provides money to those people who kill the innocent. It's what they do. Your argument regarding Israel has nothing to do with anything Israel has ever done, Iran. It has to do with the fact that they're Jews, and you want Jews dead. That, I mean, that's, these are the facts, and they're not deniable things that we're discussing here. So Israel has a reality that it must live under, and a reality of attacks from a world community, quote-unquote, that simply hates them for their existence. Remember, if the UN didn't have Israel to sanction and to hate on, what would they do with six of the seven days that they have each week? So that Israel's going to take things into their own hand? You could say that it's wrong. Israel doesn't care. That's the argument. Getting into an Iran, a nuclear deal with Iran and thinking that somehow that's going to create a safer society is garbage. Do you think that they were only working on enriching uranium and and uh, you trying to utilize nuclear for uh, powers of destruction only happened in the last year? You'd have to be flat out ignorant to believe. You would literally have to be 
a member of Barack Obama or Joe Biden's foreign policy team to believe that. You'd have to be Ben Rhodes foolish in order to believe that garbage. But it's not the only story out there, guys. This one, I must say, I'm officially a believer. Ari, aliens are real, UFOs are real, they have found orbs. Yeah, okay. Maybe you didn't hear me. Orbs. I, I, I was waiting for more specification. Pyramid-shaped UFOs and orbs flying above a naval vessel. The video is gathered by the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. Ooh, good name. And they have been able to corroborate, yeah, this is happening. And the best is there's a, there's a screenshot of, of like, like, I guess it's from, not radar, but whatever you'd call it, their, their vision. And the caption is, look at that thing, dude. It is a flying saucer. They are real. I don't want to hear anything. Do not laugh at me. Do not mock me. This is real. This is happening. I want to know everything. I want to know everything. Look, look. Are, are there more advanced uh, species out there, types of life out there than us? I, I would assume so. Are there less advanced? Without question. Without question, there are. Uh, but do I believe it real? Yeah, of course I believe it real. I I one hundred percent believe it real. Does it get, is it going to change the way that I, I live my life? No. No. Do I expect to be probed at any second? Absolutely, positively not. I think that's that. No. I am not looking for that at all. But is this real? Yeah, of course it's real. Of course it's real. Anybody who says otherwise is out of their head. Out of their mind. Man, these shots. It's just we're, we're, we're past the point of even thinking that this is just weird, right? This is just the way it is. We're not alone in the world, producer Ari. Get that through your head. I agree. All right? Stop thinking that it's just about you and you're the only one out there. We are not alone, and they may very well be after us. It's very possible that they're after us, producer Ari, and, uh, and, and you, you could be next. Buy guns, buy ammo. Right? You could be next. You could, they clearly could be coming for you. In, in a choice between you and me, who would they come for? Uh, me. I'm younger and more fertile. Yeah, but I've, I'm the one who's made kids. Yeah, you're, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're prime is, you're past your prime. Wow. That's. Oh, did you not know that? That's just adorable that you think that. I'm just getting into my prime. Oh, honey. And by the way, I've seen you and I've seen me. Uh, if 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 they want to create more of of a of a being that can actually lift heavy objects, they're going to want me. <laughs> right. Oh, please. Please. After a shower you weigh 20 pounds. Good gosh. They want someone built like a man. I'm Tony Katz.